Umket Industries proudly presents the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, a pendant production. In the winter of 1945, with the Allied victory over the Axis powers, President Harry S. Truman disbanded Franklin D. Roosevelt's clandestine squadron of P-47 Thunderbolts. This squadron was formerly known as Brassy Battalion, and this is their story. Tonight's episode, The Rattling Return. When we last left our hero, Dixie Stenberg, she had just gotten the surprise of a lifetime as her long-lost childhood friend had returned. She wasn't that lost, and she ain't my friend. Nevertheless, as the reunion roared on into the night, Francie kept seeking out Dixie in an attempt at making amends. Dixie, listen. No! Dixie, please. Cork it, sister. Dixie, I'm sorry. Cork your lie hole. And though Essie's home cooking possessed all the charm and ambience any restaurant could muster, the interior was small, and it was only a matter of time before Dixie ran out of room to run. Now I've got you, lady. I ain't afraid to slug you, you know. Just hear me out, please. And then if you want me to leave, I promise I will. And you'll never come back. And yes, if that's what you want. Well, it's all you deserve. All right, so get yapping already. I'm anxious to never have to talk to your lion muck face again. It's cold out here. It seems fitting. Why do you have to be so hostile? Why did you have to be so cruel? How do you expect me to be after that? Should I just pretend it never happened and go on being close to you and, and waiting for you to stick another knife in my back? It's not like that. It is exactly like that. We were kids. I was stupid. All kids do stupid things, right? Not that stupid. Not unless they're cold and cruel and don't have a caring bone in their body. It kills me to hear you talk about me like that. Now you know how I felt when you betrayed me. I didn't. You did! You were always more concerned about yourself than you were about anyone else. I know. And that was wrong of me. I just... Do you know what it's like to have all the attention I got in school? Everyone looking at you all the time, waiting for you to make a mistake so they can jump all over you and tear you down? No. But I know you lied to Frank about me being stood up at the dance. I was trying to save face. Yours or mine? Both. You know girls are brutal. We just build one another up so we can tear each other back down for anything at all, and we do it over and over again. We do not. That's hurtful and mean and nothing I'd ever be a party to. I know. And that's what makes everything I did to you doubly awful. Go on. The night of the camping trip. Best night of my life. It was so long ago. It hurts like it was just yesterday. You you let me do your hair and I loaned you some of my clothes, remember? You looked really nice. You saying I don't look nice now? Please, just... Drop your guard for two minutes and accept a compliment, would you? I do that, and you're likely to make this night burn into my brain just like the camping trip. And it's already getting close. Just by me being here? You and Payne are one and the same. I had no idea I'd hurt you so badly. Twenty years and not a single phone call didn't tip you off? I didn't know. How I really felt about you, clearly. I don't want to hurt you, Dixie. I never did. But you still got hurt, and it's my fault. And I was stupid, and I can't go back and change that. 
but I can make sure I never hurt you again and I owe you that much. So I'm just gonna say what I have to say and then there'll be nothing more to say. And I'll walk away and you'll never have to think about me again. Well speed it up, will ya? I have a party to get back to with actual friends who are worth my time. And now who's being hurtful? At least when I hurt you it wasn't intentional. Oh no? Laughing at me when every single boy got up and left during Spin the Bottle isn't intentional? You accidentally laughed at me, huh? Fine. You're right. I was wrong. I was horrible and unkind and cruel, and I'm sorry. Good. I'm sorry I broke your trust. I'm sorry I hurt you. I'm sorry I did it all for Georgie Wilkins, who, believe me, is no prize catch. He spent every night drinking himself into a stupor. All the kids and I hid in the kitchen and prayed that he passed out instead of getting angry. You mean he... No. And I wasn't about to wait. I took the kids and left. I'm staying with Uncle Frank now. At least until we can get back on our feet. He's so sweet. He just thought we hadn't seen each other in so long that it would cheer both of us up and... Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad to see you got out of there. Thank you. You deserve better than that. Maybe once upon a time I did. Maybe once upon a time I had better than that. Maybe. The ocean is beautiful under the moon. It's a bit like looking out into an endless nothing. It makes you realize we're not much more than grains of sand on a beach. Some of us are destined for greater things. Like you. Ah, get out of here. Uncle Frank told me about all the things you did during the war. You're a hero, Dixie. No, I ain't. I'm just somebody doing everything she can for what she believes in. That's exactly what I mean. We've been out here long enough. I should let you get back to the party and your friends. (sighs) I am sorry, Dixie. For everything. Uncle Frank told me about Thomas, and he seems wonderful. Does he make you happy? (laughs) Yeah. Then hold on to him and never let go. You deserve it. Goodbye, Dixie. Francie, wait. Yes? Dixie searched within herself, knowing she wanted to say something more. She just looked at her old friend... A million emotions running through her mind at once. Memories flashing rapidly through her mind. It was all too much. And the words would not form. You... Take care of yourself. I will. After all, it's what I'm best at, right? And now, a word from our sponsor, Umket Super Death Agent. Here to spread more wholesome death around the world. I wonder, as some time has passed since we last spoke of this fine product, if there have been any advancements in the effectiveness or composition of the Umket Super Death Agent. All fine questions, my good man. Surely someone out there knows the answer. Surely someone does. And that someone is... I say that someone is... 
The amazing Noel. The amazing Noel? The one and same. And I'm his comely short-skirted assistant, Miss Fortune Divine. The amazing Noel and Miss Fortune Divine. Together at last and now for all time. Now, I hear tell you have questions that only the amazing Noel can divine. Well, I don't know about only you. Of course only me. Who else knows as much as I? No one. That's who. What a fine assistant you are, Miss Fortune Divine. Oh, she is fine, all right. Boy, howdy. No, sure can pick him. Just look at Miss Fortune Divine. She's a total looker who's fine, fine, fine. Your question, fair gentlemen. The amazing Noel does not have all day. He has many speaking engagements to attend. Oh, of course. <clears throat> Have there been any advancements in the effectiveness or composition of the Umket Super Death Agent? Indeed there have! <gasps> Uncanny! He knows because he's amazing! One of the latest developments of commercial science made available by Umket Industries is Ratu! A long-known chemical discovered during the war to be a better rat poison. Long-known? And discovered during the war? Because Umket Industries gives you the best of both worlds. Yes, that is true. And now, thanks to the amazing death-causing effectiveness of Ratu, Umket's super death agent works on rats too. Ratu works on rats too? How serendipitous. First it was just bugs, but now we're things that annoy us. Now it works on rats too, isn't that joyous? Indeed! And now it is available in branded compounds for your use. Actual compounds? With brands? We are the luckiest consumers there ever were. Yes, everyone benefits when Umket sells products. And Ratu is so powerful that just a few ten-thousandths of an ounce will kill a rat. That sounds remarkably easy to measure. I could measure it all day. And not only that, it will kill them dead, dead, dead. She's very enthusiastic. Rats should die. And Ratu is easy to use in a bait or as a tracking powder. But how is that possible? Do not question the amazing Noel. Didn't you hear? Hear what? He's amazing. Oh, of course. While Ratu is intended as a rat poison, it is still a poison to all living creatures. Poison's poison, no matter where it goes. So keep it well hidden, don't snort it through your nose. Well, that makes a lot of sense. But it is not harmful at all if accidentally snorted. You're putting us on. I will prove it. Mmm, that's nice. <sighs> I don't think she should be doing that. The amazing Noel knows all. How do you feel, my dear? I... Oh, the room is spinning. Clearly, from the delirious effects of having an Umket product coursing through your veins. Oof. Feels kind of warm. Yes, that would be your immune system preparing its response. Ooh. I think I need to lie down. Uh, there's a bench over by the door. <coughs> she doesn't look good. She is. 
easily overcome with emotion at how powerful Ratu really is. Well, I don't think that's why she's turning green. And your friends will be green with envy when they see how many dead rats you accumulate with Umket's super death agent. Now, with Ratu! <gasps> Truly, this is a miracle product. Of course it is! And in fact, your local dealer probably has boxes available right now! My local poison dealer? Down mm, on the street corner. So that's what he's selling! Ratu is one of Umket Industries' better things for better living through the death of small other things! And right in the comfort of your own home! Do not... Snort Mket Super Death Agent now with Ratu Kids. Yes! Though it is perfectly safe to do so. And if you did, surely you would suffer no ill effects that Umket would be responsible for. But please, leave poison sniffing to the professionals. And rats! Give us one more prediction! In 1946, the deceased will no longer be buried due to a shortage of land. There will be practically no more land left anywhere. And I predict that people will be cremated and be placed compressed into tiny cubes about the size of dice. That's um, that's amazing, no? I know! We now return our program as we check in with the dastardly forces of SCAR to see what nefariousness they are getting up to. And here we are again, sitting in a field in the motherland. East motherland. Do we really have to call it that now? Yeah, so sad. It does not have the same impressive ring to it. Perhaps you should call it East Motherland 2000. Who cares what we call it? It is still home. And you are still without an arm. You are one to talk. Well, it's better than you sitting around, not talking, with your one arm. I like arms. Shut up, Walter. <laughs> I like Walter. Do not yell at him. You would protect him. Yelling at him is my job. I will fight you for it. You and your one arm? Against you and your one arm. Uh, you are uh, uh, my nose job. Uh, oh. uh, this is just horrible, you know. I said, this is just horrible, you know? I do not think anyone is listening to you, you smelly flesh sack. Why, hasn't someone shot me yet? I distinctly remember asking to be shot if all this tomfoolery continued. We can't shoot you, no. We need you to find the beast. Since it escaped, we... I don't care about the beast any longer. Well, you know, there is evil to do. I find my heart not in the evil either. Not having a heart makes evil easy. Yeah, easy as pie. Or cake. Do not tempt me, you gratinous Cro-Magnons. Say it ain't so, Bill. We must find Dixie Stenberg and Grassy Battalion and wipe them from the- Yes, that's the problem. There's no Dixie. Grassy Battalion was decommissioned. Then we've won? No, you imbecile, we've lost. We can't defeat what doesn't exist. 
without Dixie's spirits to break and crush under the heel of my boot, I find my heart's just not in it. From Nazi, you are. Oh, go eat your soup. That's just cruel. I haven't had soup in ages. There's no soup out in this field. And we've been waiting for Geist for over a year. Our camp was never meant to last this long. Our provisions are running low. Oh, good. Look who finally decided to show up. Oh, my head. It's about time. I was just griping about how long it was taking you to reappear this time. You were. What opportune timing. What took you so long anyway? We've waited a year. A long, long, soupless year for your return. Things I saw. The madness. The beasts. So many beasts. Wait, what beasts? Perhaps a multitude of animals, critters, monsters, creatures, goblins, ghouls, or even fleshy skin sacks. The goo. Where is... That smelly blue concoction? The beast absconded with it. In the cave! I lost an arm! I like arms. We all nearly died. Never to bond again. All the goo is gone? Yes, that's what we're saying. Every last drop. Back at Essie's home cooking, Dixie was in for yet more surprises before the night was through. I got it. Good evening, Miss Steinbrenner. Archie? And you're at the blue. You're totally smashed. Isn't this a party? I came pre-pepper. Get in here and sit down. What the heck happened to you? Guilt. Guilt, Snow. That's what happened. Smappin'. <laughs> I've never seen you like this. What in the world do you have to feel guilty about? That whole thing with Frank? Like a story. How could I come to a party with my friends when I never told them? Never told them. No, 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 I never did. Never told us what? Franks was right. Always and always, he was. Your knives on the pine, and I never, ever told you. Never told you. Well, why don't you tell me now and get it off your chest? It's related. It's all related. You see, like... Families. I don't have a family. Yes, yes, I know. I read your guile. But I mean the planes. The planes. Yeah, Freudenberg finally got my Thunderbolt repaired, but I never got to fly it again because Truman shut the battalion down. But that ain't your fault. You don't have to feel guilty about it. No, no, the glass. What glass? Glassy alloy. Brassy. That's the one... And the black pleading, and the goo, and the ray guns. The ray guns? Pew, 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 pew. And the geoflip. You're saying the geoslip, the brassy alloy, the goo, the ray gun, and the ebony plating, they're all related? Yes, yes. That's it. Well, we kind of figured as much after the, you know. I know. The 
incident in the cave that the government ordered us never to talk about, even amongst ourselves. Oh, yes. Quite like. But there's another still, also related. And you must see it. I don't see why I'd need to... Come back. You must come back. Work to do. Must come back. You just uh, rest a while there, Archie. We'll try this talk again when you're sober. Besides, I've got a life here. There's no going back for me. Dixie spent the night in merriment with her friends. She danced with Cornelius. Hail, Miss Dixie. You have made this old man's heart sore. Now, if only you had on that frilly pink dress. <laughs> Keep dreaming, Corny. She drank with Benedict. Ah, he's good. Puts hair on chin, huh? <laughs> Lordy, I hope not. <laughs> she ate with Joseph. And this is my ma's recipe for chicken parmesan. Mm. Oh, this is amazing. She sang with Lily. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot and old lang syne? Old acquaintance forgot. Old land signs. She talked shop with Frank. And don't get your britches in a bunch, but I think I might be able to get us some turbos to play around with. Jets? Cripes, I'd test the heck out of one of those. She challenged Freudenberg in a robot repair contest. Ah, that tickles. Xavier, good as new. Oh, you beat me again. And as she made her rounds and enjoyed the company of the only family she knew, she eventually came back to Thomas. Her heart swelled and her eyes sparkled as her love for Mr. Galen and all the emotion of the evening overcame her. She slowly walked towards him, partygoers parting like the Red Sea, Francie's words echoing in her mind. Does he make you happy? <laughs> yeah. Then hold on to him and never let go. You deserve it. Suddenly, all the room stopped to watch Dixie as she stood before Thomas, a goofy grin on her face. Dixie, what can I do for you, my love? I ain't never been one for tradition. That's as fair a statement as any. What does this relate to? Dixie paused for only the briefest of moments, then dropped to one knee and took Thomas's hand in hers. Dixie, what are you doing? Tommy, I love you. I'm in love with you. And I always will be. Will you marry me? Just then, the door to the restaurant flew open with a bang. And in walked... Blimey, could it be any colder out there? (laughs) I heard about the party from Witherspy and I... Nev stopped dead as she took in the scene before her, but no one had paid her any attention. All eyes were focused on Thomas, waiting for his reply. Nev saw Dixie on one knee, her hands clasping Thomas's, and inside her blood boiled 
and she uttered a single word. Bollocks! But across the room, there was one other word the room had waited to hear. Yes. Rapturous reciprocation! This production has starred Renee Christine Jones as Dixie Stenberg. He said yes. He said yes. Mark Saracor as Frank McGuff. Francie could be the maid honored with the maid of honor. Uh, we'll see. Steve Anderson as Reginald Billingsley. Hmm. Uh, maybe something left for me to ruin after all. Try it, bub. Jeremiah McCoy as Archibald Withersby. And you were there... And you were there, but you were a lion, and you were made of tin, and you were a green-skinned witch. The heck you say? Pete Mylan as Freudenberg. Well, I think we all know who's a tin man would be, yeah? <laughs> Scott Vinicombe as Cornelius Robert Sims Pearson. Me, of course. I've got the biggest heart. Now, where are my grandsons? But... We, we already have it. Anthony Piscelli as Joey Scalzetti. It ain't me, is it? Because if I was made of tin, I, I couldn't eat, and that would be criminal. No, see, you're missing the... Chris Britton as Thomas Galen. Maybe it's me. Because I used to be all stiff and robotic. You say that as if it was a bad thing. Aha! Yes, right there! Huh? Huh? Tell me I'm not the only one seeing this. Perry Whittle as Benedict Adarchenko. I see it too, comrade. Even Thomas's uniform is like color of tin man. No, that's not what I... Alicia Lane Matheson as Lily LaRue. You look frustrated, honey. <sighs> it's not so hard. He's made out of tin. He's 70% tin. I went to the tin store and I bought a bunch of tin and I turned it into a robot. He is a man made out of tin. He should be the tin man. Oh, you think? I'd be friends with the sparrows. Andrea Fontenot as Francie. You sure keep some strange company, Dixie. Catherine Pride as Geist. Strange company that will fall before the might of- Are you alright? Right. Justin Dobby as Volker. No more goo means no more geist. No more geist means no one else to rule Scar with a blue ghostly iron fist. Does this mean I get to pretend to be in charge again? No. You never let me have any fun. Mike Winters as Rat of Pelzer. Fun is for weaklings. Era Pelodi as Ursula Unger. And weaklings are no fun. David Alexander McDonald as Walter Falkenstein. I like funnings. That's not what we... You! It's not! It's like having a child, no? I like children. Philip Weber as SCAR Trooper 1. Yeah, children are nice. What do you think? Maybe someday? David Alt as SCAR Trooper 2. Yeah, maybe someday. Hey, I don't think I like your tone. And I don't like children. Messy, smelly, little needy babies. All the time, all the time. When did they get married? You don't want a family someday? Well, yes. Maybe if I found the right person. Oh, 
I see. Fine. No more bunt for you. But no more butt either. Kristen Bays as the Umket triplets. I like big butts and you cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. When a girl walks in with an itty bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get wrong. Bill Young as the Amazing Noel. This show just went places even I never thought it would. M. Sierra Garcia as Miss Fortune Divine. Nazis got back. M. Sierra Garcia as Nev. Oh, I'll get you back. You can count on that puppet. Ryan Pickens as Robot 153. Well, that was creepy. Amanda Fitzwater as Nebulon 2000. You think she might be evil again? No, that woman had two entirely different voices. How did she do that? I can do it too! Listen! Look at my new voice! You cannot even tell it comes from the rolling robotic perfection that is Nebulon 2000! Ah. Uh. Yeah, right. And Jeffrey Bridges as the commercial announcer. Sometimes this show is just plain weird, I tell you. This is Seth and I'm sure. Stay tuned next time as we spring into more surprises. Only at PendantAudio.com. You've been listening to a Pendant production of the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater. Brought to you by Umket's Super Death Agent. Now with Ratu. Poison is poison, no matter where it goes. So keep it well hidden, don't snort it through your nose. Darn tootin'. Stay safe, America, and good night. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You other sisters can't deny that when a girl walks in with an itty-bitty waist and a round thing in your hold up, who wrote these lyrics? Wait, uh, This is not radio-appropriate in the least bit! My goodness, I'm blushing. This production was written by Jeffrey Bridges and directed by Seth Adam Schur, Assistant Director Jim Hamilton. Umkit Industries presents the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, created by Jeffrey Bridges, copyright 2009, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. When will this ever be allowed to be played on the radio?